Okay, we are learning Daf Ayin Dalit, starting right at the top in the Mishnah. So we're can, uh, moving on here. We've been talking about when Nanar Marasa, our father and the Aris together have a partnership to annul her vows. So now instead of talking about Irisin, Irisin is very simple, right? There's a ring, there's Irene Mukadeshasli, she's married, but she's not yet living with her husband. Not such a hard concept. But what we're going to talk about today is a hard concept. Which is a Shomeris Yavam. The Shomeris Yavam, if you learn Yavamas, this is all familiar. If not, we'll give a little brief intro here. So, Shomeris Yavam is a woman who has been recently widowed. Her husband passed away, and her husband passed away childless. So, the Torah says that she's in a bind. She has a din, she has a zika. She's bound to do Yibam to, 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 to her brother in law, to her husband's brother. And until she does Yibam, she's not allowed to marry anybody else. Now, they could offer Chalitza, which gets them out of the zika, and then she's free to go. But until either Yibam or Chalitza is done, She's in a zika. She's waiting. She's kind of like in a relationship. She's automatically thrust into this relationship with the potential yavam. Now, the question is, how do we view that? Is that marriage? Is that not marriage? In other words, he's a shomeris yavam because there's like this natural thing that they're connected. For example, if they go to do yibam, he doesn't have to give her a ring first. The la'alacha is yavam yavam Just with any act of bia, whether there's das, there's no das, automatically fully it fully makes them married. So clearly it's like automatic that they're in some sort of bond before. But the Torah doesn't necessarily define that bind and tell us whether it's marriage. So that's part of the complexity we're going to look at today. So the Mishnah tells us, Shomeris Yavam, you have a woman here waiting for Yibam. Whether she's waiting Yibam to one brother or two brothers. Now obviously both brothers are not going to marry her. But it means she's waiting to Yibam to both brothers. Meaning she far, let's say there were three brothers, one passes away. So now this Shomeris Yavam, this widow is falling, we always say falling to Yibam, that's always the, the terminology. She's falling to Yibam to two brothers, so whether she's falling to two Yavams or one Yavam, either way. Rabbi Lezer, Omar, the opinion of Rabbi Lezer is Yafer, that either one of the, of the, of the, of the Yavams can be made for her in a dharm. It sounds like either one, it doesn't matter, either one of the two is able to annul her vows. Now this is a tremendous, tremendous novelty. It's basically what Rabbi Lezer seems to be saying, and the Gemara's going to jump all, all, all over this. But what it seems to be saying is that, hey, the Yavim is treated like a full-fledged husband. And as we learned yesterday, in order to be a full-fledged husband, right, you would have to be made for it. It would have to be like post-Nesuin, like super strong. Like, it can't be that that's what's going on, could it? That, that has to be too strong. You know, like it, it, seems, it seems pretty, it seems more than it should be. How is it post-Nesuin just because she's waiting for Yavim? But it sounds a lot more likely that we're talking about a woman who was only an Arusa, a Nara So her father's still in the picture. Just the person who was previously in the picture was the, the deceased who passed away, who was made for Nadarim together with the father. And now we're saying that the Yavam, despite the fact that all he has is the Zika, she's waiting to do Yibam, but there could be um, a joint partnership that he has between him and, the, and, and, her, and this girl's father, which would, which would allow, allow him to be made for Nadarim together with the father. That's what it would seem like. So basically we're saying that the Zika is treated on some level like marriage, not like post chuppah, but that, that he could do it alone, but it's treated like a marriage to the extent that he can be made for an adharm together with the father. And again, that's true whether or not it's, she's falling to one yavam or two yavams. Rabbi Yeshua If she's falling to only one, then that one brother that she's falling to, okay, he could be considered married to her and he could be made for an adharm. But if she's falling to two yavamim, then not. And the svar here is very simple. Because if you're falling to two, it's so undetermined who it is that you're going to do the, the Yibam to. In other words, it's like 50-50. We had fork in the road. Who out of We don't know who she's going to do it to. So when there's only one, so the bind is much stronger because it's, it's, it's locked into this person. You know that he's the, the one she's in the relationship with. 
But when it's when when there's two, then there's an element of uncertainty who she, who she's bound to to a certain degree, and therefore they can't be made for nadar. Rabbi Kiva, yet a third view of Rabbi Kiva, lo lechad lo that no a yavam can never be made for nadar. Whether it's a scenario where it's only one yavam, two, either way, a yavam is not like a husband. That is Rabbi Akiva's position. So let's just go over the three opinions, and then we'll see the svaras here. Again, she's falling to Yivam. Her father's still in the picture, but she needs a husband, right? She's already been married. She already did Kedushin. At that point, there needs to be a husband who is being made for her together with the father. The father alone cannot do it. Now she's falling to Yivam. And the question is, when she falls to Yivam, is the Yavam treated like a husband? So we see three views here. Rabbi Eliezer's view is that absolutely, a Yavam is like a, a, yavam is like a husband. And even if there's two Yavams, somehow they're both like husbands, it seems like. Rabbi Yeshua says, let's split. It depends whether it's one Yavim or two Yavims in the picture. If one Yavim in the picture, he's like a husband, he can be made for the dharma. If there's two, then they cannot. And Rabbi Akiva's position is that a Yavim is never like a husband, so they cannot be made for the Nadar. So now the Gemara, the Mishnah gives the Svar here. Imagine a regular wife that someone acquires all by on his own, meaning you go do something and make a wife, right? He gave her the ring. What does the Torah say? You can revoke the Nadar. So then, Kavachomer, Isha Shaykhin the wife that Hashem forced upon you, which is essentially what a Shomaris Yavim is. It's a wife. This is all within Rabbi Lezer's assumption that it's a wife. But a wife that HaKadosh Baruch Hu put in front of you, it, so then, you know, didn't you have another round? Certainly the bind should be strong. You should be able to make a Nadar. The, the essence of the Kavachomer is that a relationship that man is man made should be weaker than a relationship which is God made, right? That's the point. So, so Zika, the Zika in the Shomer Yavim scenario, Hashem is just forcing them to be together until they remove it through a Chalitza or a Yivam. They are just automatically bound together. So that should have a stronger essence of relationship than a man-made one. So if we know that, there's a power of Afaris and the Dharma in general, so all the more so it should be there by, by Shomer Yavim. Abelo Rabbi Akiva, Lo, what are you talking about? If you say it by Nadarim when you acquire it on your own, there no one else has rights. In other words, once you take a wife, she's only for you. She can't be to anybody else. How can you say the same thing about the Shemar Siyafim that Hashem made? Other people have rights as well. So what does he mean other people have rights as well? So the Pashib Shad is, is that he's attacking the scenario where there's two Yavam, where she's fallen to two brothers. There, this argument doesn't make any sense because Rabbi Eliezer was saying even there, remember, that they could, they could be made for Nadarm. And what Rabbi Akiva is pointing out is that she can't really be married to both people. So, so you're looking at the marriage that God makes as a, something of a real marriage. It's legitimate and, 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 and it's stronger, if anything, than a regular marriage. Clearly, that, that premise is flawed because we, there's no way that you can be married to two people at the same time. It must be that it's just like a general zika, some sort of relationship, but it's not really like, like a marriage. So Rabbi Yeshua says, Rabbi Akiva, what you're saying makes sense if there's two Yavamim, but what are you going to respond if there's only one? So meaning Rabbi Yeshua is jumping in on it and saying, okay, I'm a compromise, right? I understand what just happened. Rabbi Akiva was saying it's nothing. Rabbi Lazar was saying it's everything. But Rabbi Akiva only rejected Rabbi Lazar because of the fact that if there's two, then how could you be married to both? So why don't we make a split? That's what Rabbi Yeshua is saying. He's saying, let's make a split. Let's make a compromise. If she falls to one Yavam, that's a marriage. If she falls to two, it's not. So Amalor Rabbi Akiva says back, A Yavam is not completely acquired to the Yavam in the way that a regular woman, a regular Rusa, a regular wife, is acquired to her husband. But he doesn't explain why. Rabbi Akiva just says this cryptic statement. No. There's something about the nature of the Zika which is less uh, complete in the relationship than there is in a, between a regular husband and wife. 
So you see what's going on here is very, there's not much clarity which emerges from the Mishnah itself. We have to wait for the Gemara to develop. All we see are the facts. The facts are super clear in front of us. Shomeris Yavim falling. Rabbi Lezer says whether it's to one or two, they, there's ability to be made for Nadar. Rabbi Yeshua makes a compromise. If she falls to one, he could be made for her. If she falls, if she falls to two, they can't. His idea is actually, I think, the most clear cloud in Sarah. Zika could be like a marriage, but if you're falling to two, then obviously you can't be married to two people. And then we have the third view of Rabbi Akiva, the opposite extreme, that Zika is never like a marriage. And therefore, uh, even if she's only falling to one, it cannot work that he is made for her nidharm. But we've got to figure out here in the Gemara, as it will, what exactly all these faras are. So the Gemara jumps right away. Bishlama Rabbi Akiva. We actually understand Rabbi Akiva's position the best. Rabbi Akiva's position is just super simple. Zika is not marriage. Savar ain't Zika. He says there's no Zika. Now, just to understand that, it doesn't mean literally there is no Zika. Zika is a truth. It's not something that doesn't exist. When he says it doesn't exist, he means it's not in the form of marriage. He's basically saying, who in the world told you to think of Zika as if it's a relationship of marriage? Zika is a bind. It's a requirement to go ahead and do Yiba Merchalitza. She's not allowed to marry elsewhere until she does so. But that doesn't mean that she's married to the other. It's like the most simple point. In Zika, who told you to think of Zika as marriage? So Rabbi Akiva says, even if she only falls to one, there's no way for him to be made for an Adarm. How far is Adarm is a power that a husband has. Fine, clear. Rabbi Yeshua Savar, Yesh Zika. The opinion of Rabbi Yeshua, we can also understand very well. He holds Yesh Zika. He holds Zika is treated like a marriage. So she falls to one Yavam. We very clearly can understand why it's like a marriage. It's a marriage form of relationship. It's not Stam that she has to wait for Yibam Chalitza. Chalitza was automatically forcing them to, to recognize that they're in a marriage bind. Trust they can get out of it with Yibam Chalitza. So like him, it makes sense that the, that the Bar Sadarm could be done. But we also understand that this is only when she falls to one, but not two. Because if you fall to two, how could you say you're married to both people? That's also great. The one Tana that we cannot understand is Rabbi Eliezer. Ella, Rabbi Eliezer, my Tana. Rabbi Eliezer held that even if she falls to two Yibamim, there is Yiba, there, there is Afaris and Dharm. How can that make any sense? Eyeshika, even if you tell me Yeshika is treated like marriage, in Brera, but there's no way to determine. What does he mean there's no way to determine? What that means is, is that it's just she's bound to both of them collectively. You can't say in that scenario she's married to both of them. Again, it's just against Seikha, it's against logic. Logic is you can't be married to two people at the same time. How could there be Afaris and Dharm to both? So before we see the next Gemara, let me give you a little introduction here. This is just be honest, this Daf Gemara is from the most intricate things. If you're not learning Yavamas, and if you are learning Yavamas and you're in the middle of it, it's not that difficult. But the Gemara kind of like assumes we're in the middle of Yavamas now, so we got to give us just a little introduction here. So the, the Torah says, Yavamo Yava Olao Those are the words in the Torah. Yavam should do Bia, have relations with her. And then, Isha. He'll take her through that, acquire, uh, acquire her as a full wife. That's the direction the Torah gives. The direction the Torah gives. Now, what about if he gives her a regular ring and says, Hariyat Makudashisli? Is that effective? That's effective on a regular woman. Is that effective by Yibo? So there's a big machlokas atanam about this. It's very unclear. Most tanam hold that my, this is called mimer. Mimer means the things that happens regularly. Like the thing you say hariyam kudashasli with. Regular kedusha. Most opinion hold that it's worthless on a Dara's level. Completely meaningless. The Torah said go do bia, and, and you don't need kedushin. Kedushin is ineffective and meaningless. It doesn't do anything and it's unnecessary. Just do the bia. That's the opinion of most tanam. However, they agree, maybe Mimer is Konan at a bottom level because normally Mimer makes Kedushin, so it's confusing. Okay, fine. But definitely on a Darisa level, it's not how. There's one opinion out there, Bishama's opinion, who holds that Mimer actually is a method of Yibu. The Torah can say, go do, go do Bia and fulfill the mitzvah of Yibu, 
Or, you also have the option of giving her a ring and saying, and making her your wife. According to Beishamai, if, if, if the Yavim does Mimer, that's a fulfillment of the mitzvah of Yibam. You don't necessarily have to have Bia. It's okay to have through any mechanism of Kedushin. That's Beishamai's opinion. Omer Ami, our case of Rabbi Lezer is that Mimer was done. Meaning, yes, she fell to two. But let's just understand what happened afterwards. The Mishnah left out a very important detail, but this is what happened. She fell to two, and it doesn't mean both of them are made for Nadarm. It means when one of the two goes and selects her as his wife by doing Maimar, then that Yavam particularly can be made for the Nadarm. Because Rabbi Lazar, it's effective to make a complete acquisition of the Yavama. It's a Daraisa. So therefore, when you when when one Yavam does Maimar, it's considered his full-fledged Yavama. So now he's able to be made for Nadarm. Makes a lot of sense. Now, I just want to bring out a lot of lumdas for you here. Why in the world did the Mishnah describe it then as a Shomeris Yavam? The Mishnah is being so inaccurate. It's not that there the Shomeris Yavam is being made for Nadarm. It's a husband who's being made for Nadarm. He did Kedushin. What are we saying? That we're going like Beishamai, who holds that there's regular Kedushin on the Yavama. No. So what, what, what are we saying here? Rebbe Lazar holds a Shomeris Yavam. There's a power for a Shomeris Yavam to have, to, have, uh, to, to have her Nadarm revoked by the Yavam. It's not a Shomeris Yavam. It's after Yavam. <laughs> it, it, it's not really accurate. The other Tanam think it's a Shomeris Yavam. But really what we're saying is that, is that according to Rebbe Lazar, it's post-Yibam, basically, because he holds Yibam could be affected through Mimer as well. And when she falls to two and one of them does Mimer, he did Yibam. So what does that mean, Shomeris Yavam? So you have to say a very big lumdus, I think, which is Mavur and Yavamas as well, which is that even though we're saying there's two tracks for how to do Yibam, Yavama Yavalalel, Lukachalol, Leisha, that with, with the Mimer, it affects a total acquisition, but it's still not a full-fledged mitzvah until the Bia is done. Beishamah says, and that it's satisfactory at that point. It just means it's like the bare bones has been fulfilled. The bare bones of what is necessary to acquire her, to remove the Zika, has been achieved. But of course, the direction that they should have Bia is still primary. Beishamah agrees that the mitzvah of Yibam is primarily achieved through Bia. He happens to hold that if you take an alternate track and do Maimar, it's Konekinyangamar. We don't say it's meaningless. No, you have a full-fledged Kedushin. But she still is as shame as a Shemaris Yavam. She's in the same shame. There still has a, a, somewhat of a Zika here. She's bound towards the Bia. It happens to be that the, the Kenyan Kamar comes out before. So that's Rabbi Lezer's view. Rabbi Yeshua Amalachani Milchad Yavam. Whoa, you're trying to have a Shemaris Yavam get it? It's only if there's one, again, because he holds the Zika, but only can only be married to one person at a time. I'll show Yavam alone, not where there's two. And Rabbi, Rabbi, Rabbi Yeshua backs himself up. He says, after one brother did Mimer, what would happen if the other brother would do Bia or give a get? So this you have to know a little bit of Yavamas, but basically Mimer... Mimer, if you hold that, it's only a Durabanan, so that's only a partial acquisition. And if the other brother goes and tries to chop her as his wife, he either affects it by, by just taking her and sleeping with her, having Bia with her, or maybe he gives a get to the Zika to try to get it away, which is effective from the whole house. So it pushes away the Kenyan from the other brother. So clearly, Mimer is not Daraisa. That's the point of Rabbi Yeshua. Mimer is not a Daraisa uh, sort of thing. So therefore, it doesn't make sense to say that if there were two Yavamin and one does Mimer, that you could be made and again, the Gemara repeats, Rabbi Akiva holds ain't Zika at all. So even if she just falls to one Yavam, he cannot be made for Nadar. So now all is good. We've understood everything. Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Shua are just simply arguing about Yish Zika or ain't Zika. 
Rabbi Lezer has this new idea out of the blue. She falls into Yevaman and one does Mimer, Mimer becomes a full-fledged husband and therefore he could have been made from the dark. Says the Gemara, the problem with that is, if it's true, <laughs> that only works if Mimer is kind of king government. That's the whole essence of the answer. So the Gemara knows that Rabbi Lezer does Mimer the Vishama in Kona. According to Rabbi Lazar, it's not so simple that this is really Beishami's opinion. You've almost we learned that it's not it's not simple that way at all. There's an Amora named Rabbi Lazar who says that Beishami also agrees that Maimer is not going to King Gomer. The only thing Maimer does it's only it's only effective to push away another sister who's fallen to Yiva. Michael Mimar, what would he say? So what is he talking about here? He says Maimer is not effective to, to fulfill the mitzvah. The Zika is still there. It's not a full fledged wife. All that Mimer does is that if another sister would fall to Yibam at the same time, in which case she wouldn't have Zika. Let's just give a little bit of an introduction to make sure we can understand this line in the Gemara. If a man is married to a wife, you're married, and then her sister falls to you to Yibam. How could that happen? Very simple. Two brothers marry two sisters. That's totally halakhically permissible. When one brother now dies, is there Yibam? No, there's no Yibam. Why? Because in addition to being your brother's wife, it's your wife's sister. You can't marry your wife's sister. So what happens, just imagine this is the scenario, instead of it being you're married to a woman, you did mimer to a woman, and then her sister falls to you to yibum. Can you do yibum? So wait a second. It depends if mimer is a full-fledged marriage, right? If mimer is a marriage, and then her sister is not going to fall to you to yibum. But if mimer is not a marriage, so then the sister really is falling to you to yibum. So Beishamai said as follows: If you did mimer, it's enough of an acquisition that the sister won't fall to you to yibum. That's all Beishamai said. He didn't say mimer is a full, legitimate marriage with all the privileges of marriages such as Afaris Nadarim. He just was saying that mimer is legitimate enough that it pushes away a zika of a sister falling. So that's a very interesting like moderation. It's not full-fledged acquisition. It's an acquisition that it's enough that his sister wouldn't fall to Yibam. That's all that it is. So according to him, then we lost our answer because here we're talking about Afaris Nadarim, which is a privilege of marriage. It better be a full-fledged acquisition. So like Rebbe Lazar, that Rebbe Lazar holds, even Beishamai didn't dare say that. Even Beishamai doesn't know that Mimer is a Kodakin Gomer. So we lost our whole answer. So the Gemara says, Ahmed, ask you here, what are we dealing with? The case is, one of the kids, one of the Avamas just bolted from town. He didn't like this whole thing. I got to marry the girl. He ran out of town. So one of the two, he sued in court to do Yimu Chalitza. He runs away. And then what happens is there's a penalty that the court says that um, he actually has to start supporting the Yavama. If you start evading Yibam, there's a penalty imposed, but you have to start supporting her. And therefore, well, what does that have to do with us? Remember yesterday's Gemara. What did Rapinchas say? That there's a reason why Hashem said a husband can be made for Nidar. Not Stam because he's a husband. It's not a right of marriage. It's a right because she is mevatel her das to the one who is feeding her. She says, if you're feeding me, then you have to approve of my nedar. That's the way she's thinking when she makes the nether. So here, once there's someone who is feeding her, even if it's only a shomeris yava, and it's not her husband, but since it's someone who has to feed her, she therefore starts submissively assuming that he has to approve of her nedar. So this is a great novelty from Rapinchas. Yesterday, I think we saw it like after the time for the wedding, but before they did the wedding. Today, we're seeing it in another context. Before Yivam is done, she's just waiting to Yivam, but once there's a fine imposed on one of the Yivamim that he has to support her, then he can be made for Nadar. So in conclusion, just stopping right here for a moment, in conclusion of this Ahmed Gemara, when Rabbi Lazar says that when she falls to two Yivamim, you could be made for Nadar, he doesn't mean both could be made for Nadar. He never meant that. He just meant in the scenario where she falls to two Yavamin, it's plausible that there could be a forest and Dharm from one. Either if one of them did Mimer in that possible approach, or if that didn't work out in this approach where one of them bolted down and now got penalized and has to support her, then he'd be able to be made for Nadar. Okay, very good. 
So now the Gemara is going to challenge Rabami. Rabami again was learning Pshat that it was with Mimer, right? And then the second approach was that we're talking about where one bolted down and was supporting it. So the Gemara says to Nan, we learned in our Mishnah, Remember, what was Rabbi Lazar's point? He proved that he was right because he said a regular relationship you make on your own gives you privileges of ours and Darim. So certainly a relationship that's, that's made from heaven where Hashem made the Zika, certainly you could be made from the Darim. So wait a second. If that's the logic, that doesn't make sense because we're saying the only reason you can be made from the Darim is because he did Mimer. If it's because of Mimer, then it's not a it's not it's not a heavenly made relationship. What's the reason he can be made from the Darim? Because he went ahead and did and, and did kedushin. So in other words, Mimer is that the Yavim went ahead and decided to give her a ring and say Hareemakudeshly. So then Rabbi Lazar's whole argument isn't right. Rabbi Lazar's argument in the Mishnah was if a man-made relationship gives you the privileges of Afaras and Dharm, certainly a heavenly made relationship. But that's true if it's from the Zika itself, I understand. But if it's only because of the Mimer was done, so that's also a man-made thing. So the Gemara says, Alumnus, Shekonalatmo al Shamayim. What does that mean? He acquired it on his own, that's true, but it was through what Hashem did. Hashem made the Zika, and now he's coming along and taking it further with his own actions of Kedushin. So it's still stronger than a regular Kedushin. A regular Kedushin is just you, from scratch, out of the blue, make a Kedushin with a woman. Fine, if even that gives you privileges of a woman, uh, uh, privileges of Afaraz Nadarim, so certainly a Kedushin that you make on the HaKadosh Baruch Hu Zika should be stronger. This line in the Gemara is eye-opening. The Achronim love this because in, in Yavamas there's a huge Chakira. Is Mimer a regular Kedushin or is it a Kedushin within the Zika? In this Gemara, it's like that uber lambdas. It's, it's not a regular Kedushin. It's a Kedushin within the Zika. Meaning, the Zika, what does that mean, a Kedushin within the Zika? What, what do those words mean? What it means is that the Zika is a relationship of marriage. It's a relationship of marriage. Now, if it's a tattoo, you can't be married to both comes along one and he realizes that Zika in a further extent through being Makadishur. But it's not a new relationship that he's forming. He's working within the Zika's relationship. That's the key. Says the Gemara. Now, let's think further. What is going on in our mission? As we spoke this out in Amad Alpha, now the Gemara speaks this out. We spoke it out outside. When we say that the Yavim is being made for, do we mean he's made for all by himself? Or do we mean with the father? So the Gemara says, Tifshot to Bayi Rabbah. Why don't we resolve what Rabbah wondered? Mimer the Beishamah, according to Mimer, according to Beishamah, that we said it's a full-fledged Kenyan. Iris and Osa, is it just like Iris or Nesuin? Or is it like Nesuin? Why would it be like Nesuin? If you give a woman a, a, a ring and you say, it's only Iris, so why would Mimer be like Nesuin? Pshat is, why normally when you give a woman a ring, is it only Iris? Because she's still missing something. What's she missing? Chopah. Before you're meant to take her in Bia, you have to do the formality of taking her through Nesuit. Yavama is not missing any chuppah. Yavama is just waiting for, for Bia. So maybe the Rabbah wonders if you do Mimer, it actually affects Nesuin. So if you could say, why don't we say Tifshin Nesuin also? We see it's Nesuin. If it would only be Erisin, when it's only in Erisin, the husband needs the father, right? Remember, it's a joint jurisdiction. Only with the father can you be made for Nadarim. How is Rabbi Eliezer saying that the Mimer husband is revoking the vows? The Gemara is assuming in the Havamina means he's doing it independently. Why the Gemara is assuming that, I don't know. But the Gemara is assuming when it says that the guy who did Mimer could, could, could be made for a means even without the father. So the Gemara says it must be that Mimer is even the power of Nesuin. And the Gemara quickly says back, No. When it says that he's made for it means in, 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 in conjunction together with the father. Of course, the father's still in the picture. And it's just that he's like becoming like the Arusa. Just, just like the, uh, the, the Arus can be made for Nadarim with his Arusin. So too, post Mimer, which is like Arusin, the Arus will be made for it together with the father. 
So after all is said and done, we've defended Rav Ami. Rav Ami was the one who explained Rabbi Lazar that the case is, was with Maimer, and Maimer is Kona Kenyangam, according to Rabbi Lazar. By the way, it makes a lot of sense. Rabbi Lazar was a big student of the Shammai. That's what we're saying, that his school of thought here, that, that Afaris Nadarim can work by Shomaris Yavim, is following his Rabbi Beishamai, that uh, Maimer is Kona Kenyangamar, and uh, therefore, the one who did Mimer is treated like a full-fledged artist. He'll, he'll be able to be made for Nadarim together with the father. We've, we've defended him. Again, the Gemara said it doesn't work according to Rav Lazar. Then we have to say that maybe he ran out of town and he got penalized. But the approach of Rav Ami worked. So now the Gemara actually says that we have a Brisa like Rav Ami. A Brisa just elaborates on the same things we've been learning about. Shemeres Yavam, a woman, a woman who's waiting for her Yibam, whether she's waiting for one or two Yavams. Rabbi Lazar Amar Yafar, Rabbi Lazar says the Yavam has the power to revoke the vows. Rabbi Yeshua Amar Lachar Oloshnaim, it depends. If she falls to one, one could be made If she falls to two, they can't. Rabbi Kiva Amar Lachar Oloshnaim, you can never, can, can a Yavam be made for? Even if it's only one Yavam, he cannot. Now they go through the arguments. Think about a wife. A wife in an ordinary marriage, right? You had nothing with her before the Arison. Before you did the Arison, you had absolutely no relationship with her, right? True? Before Arison, there's no halachic relationship. Engagement is not something, for example, that's recognized by the Torah. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying it cynically. I'm saying it to just understand the Gemara a little bit better. A halachic perspective, before you give a ring and say, there's nothing binding, there's nothing formal, there's no sense of her being a wife. However, what happens? Nonetheless, just out of the blue, she's completely acquired to him with, with Arison, right? He can, he can now be made for her in a dark. So out of the blue, with Arison, you go from zero to a hundred. So then think about the case of then think about the case of Yibum. In the case of Shomer's Yavim, even before you do Maimer, you have something with her. What do you have with her? The Zika. Now, is the Zika full-fledged marriage? No, but it's something. She can't marry other people yet, right? She's bound to you. So then all the more so, Misha Basar when Mimer is done, what's that going to do? Ain't no din should All the more so, she should become acquired to him for Afaris Nadarim. So this is something new in the Brisa, which we didn't see in the Mishnah. The Mishnah expressed one argument for Rabbi Lezer, and the Brisa is coming from a different angle. The Brisa is saying, very different point. Regular Kedushin, out of the blue, you go from having nothing, and yet Kedushin gives you the, the, the prerogative to, um, to be made for Nadarim. Well, then all the more so, if there was a Zika first, and now you have something with her, and then you do Mimer, then the Mimer should be a fact if you have a right of a farce and dharm. That's the Kabbalah Homer of Rebbe Lazar. Clearly, what's taking place in Rebbe Lazar is that there's a Mimer, right? If Rebbe Lazar would be saying that the Zika itself is allows you to be made for Nadarm, the whole Kabbalah Homer is off. Right? It's just not saying anything. The whole Kabbalah Homer is, if a regular marriage that you didn't have anything before allows you to be made for Nadarm, certainly this marriage that comes after you already had something, then it allows you to be made for Nadarm. Clearly, we're assuming that there's a Mimer. The Mishnah didn't make this argument. The Mishnah and Rebbe Lazar was just focused on whether it was heavenly made or man-made. Amalo Rebbe Akiva, Rebbe Akiva says, Back Akiva says, I don't understand what you're saying. In a regular case, at least you're the only one in the picture. You're the only husband and no one else has anything in her. However, in our case, where heavenly, heaven sends it, she could be bound to two people, and if she's bound to, uh, to two people, then it doesn't make sense. Again, Rabbi Yeshua is just simply not recognizing the power of Mimer. He's not like, this is where sometimes it's frustrating a little bit when you learn in the Gemara. Like, that statement that Rabbi, Rabbi Akiva just made it's not relating to what Rabbi Lezer thinks. In other words, they're not having like an open discussion. It almost is like, Rabbi Lezer is coming, very clear. So what did Rabbi Akiva say back? How to understand? She can't be married to two people. Yeah, I know. I said there was Maimer, and therefore she's only married to one. What do you want? 
It's not really, they're just expressing within their own views because, in other words, Rabbi Akiva is of the opinion clearly that Maimer is not going to any governor. So it's Elamai with the Zika, and that's what Rabbi Akiva is saying. You can't be married to two people. What you're saying is true. When there's two Yavam, you can't be married to two. What do you respond in a case that there's only one Yavam? Meaning, if there's only one Yavam, let the Zika itself function as a marriage. Amar Law, Rabbi Akiva says back. Do we ever distinguish if there's one or two Yavam or whether or not Mimer was done? Just as, just as with other matters, the Yavama is not like a full Arusa, even if Mimer is done. Yavama is not regular marriage. So too in Nidharim, there's no way Zika or even with Mimer is treated like a Nidharim. So Rabbi Akiva is coming along with a very strong statement here at the end. He's saying, don't give me any differences between one or two. And why not? Don't give me any differences if there's Mimer. And why not? Because no matter what, a Shomeris Yavam, even post Mimer, is not a full-fledged wife. We'll have to see how Rabbi Akiva is so strong about that statement. Again, we have Rabbi Lazar saying Mimer is going to Kenyan Gomer. We have Rabbi Yeshua who thinks that a Zika to one should make a full-fledged, make a full-fledged wife. Rabbi Akiva does, no, does not buy this. He has no part of this. He says, absolutely not. A Shomeris Yavam never becomes a full-fledged wife until the Bia is done. Don't give me a Zika to one. Don't give me a Mimer. None of that. The Gemara finishes off after that with such a, like a strong statement. Rabbi Azai exclaimed, and he said these exact words. Ben Azai, you know, marries Rabbi Akiva's daughter. And he was like, he was like his, you know, his role model. Look at what he says. He says, A pity in you, Ben Azai, because you didn't learn by Rabbi Akiva. Meaning to say, like, he, he wished he would have had more. He, did, he had Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva was his father-in-law, right? But he was here. Sometimes Rabbi Akiva says something so clear, so strong. He's like, wow. You know, this is... Uh, this is, this is unbelievable for us. Okay, let's just finish off the Gemara. So why did we bring this whole Braitha? As a support to Rebbe Ami that the case was that you did Maimar. Again, we wanted to know Pshan Rebbe Lazar, we Rebbe Ami said the case was Maimar. We said this Braitha supports him. How does it support him? Says the Gemara, my, Tanik Vasa to Rebbe Ami, how do we have a Braitha here which supported Rebbe Ami? Because what did the Braitha say? Because in the end, Rebbe Akiva is responding, I'm saying this whether or not there was Maimar. Why is he speaking about Mimer? Must be Rabbi Eliezer was focused on the Mimer. So Rabbi Akiva says back, no, 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 don't give me any of the Mimer business. Inami Miresha, or even from Rabbi Eliezer's own words. What was Rabbi Eliezer's Kava Chomer? A regular wife you didn't have anything with before. You can be even for Nadarim. So certainly in this case of Yibam, if you already had Zika, then what? Must be when you make the Kedushin, then it's stronger. So we clearly see he's talking about Mimer. What does he mean that here it's before you had something and now you're having more once you do what? Do what? I thought it's just the Zika. Must be the case is where you do Mimer. So we'll stop here. But let me just um, make a real summary, a real quick summary. Sometimes it's good to make a summary of the Daf today. So we know the parak is that Naira Marasa of you by our made for the Nadarel. What we're learning today was Avia and a Yavam, could they be made for Nadarim? And it boils down to the essential question of what in the world is a Zika? Is a Zika like a marriage or is it just a relationship? If it's not a marriage, then the Yavam can't be made for Nadarim. Rabbi Akiva's opinion, super clear cut, super strong, is that Yavam is, ne- is never like a husband. It just isn't like that. Yan Yavam, two Yavams, yeah, Mimer, now Mimer, and it's never like that. Rabbi Yeshua's middle opinion is that when she falls to only one Yavam, the Zika is treated like a, like a marriage and one Yavam is able to be made for Nadarim. That's also able to understand. Rabbi Lazar's really novel opinion is that even when she falls to two, that there's 
there's still Afaris in the Dharm. The Gemara cannot tolerate this. How could this make sense? How could you be married to two people? How could that happen? So we have two different fundamental approaches. One was Rebbe Ami, is that the scenario was that one of the two did Mimer. And Rebbe Lezra holds like Beishami that Mimer is Konak and It's a full acquisition and it's even more slow than regular acquisition. It's with the Zika of Vichule as we explore today. That's one approach. Another approach, if Mimer doesn't do that, the second approach is that maybe one of them ran away and became penalized and had to support her. And once he was supporting her, so then she's no Dares according to his last.